another one. Yes, I am. I'm here for another edition. So, one and all, this is the Alamonte Show Report. I am your host, Donnell Alamonte Morris. Welcome. So, before I get into this hit piece, I want to thank, once again, everybody for downloading all of my episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those who also engage in commenting on my episodes, thank you so very, 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 very much. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. But one thing that's missing, you need to subscribe. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, subscribe. It is great. That you download this episodes and past episodes. It's great. But I need you to download. No, not download. Which you did. Thank you. To subscribe. Tell your mom. Tell your friends. Tell your side pieces. Whoever. To listen in to the show. Now. Into the hit piece. I go. This one. I been holding in for a long period of time very long period of time and now it's time to release the Kraken so I really hate (laughs) now a lot of people say you know hate is a very strong word but guess what I'm the only one that used that sucker when I say hate I mean it I think dislike is being nice to the people who I'm about to talk about is being nice. I hate them. I hate them. Because not only these people look like me, there are also people that are white or different ethnicity that stops progress in this country. The ones that tell black players to shut up and dribble got columnists who think just because they're black that they can call their own people apes. And then you got one that just loved just to cater to white folks. Just, she just slatters with truth. And then all of a sudden she takes you on the deep end on how much she hates us. Even though she is one of us. And then you got another who just... <sighs> she just reminds you of the white women back in the day that would just yell rape just because somebody of a different color looks at her. Just full of hate. So let me, let me uh, jump on Whitlock's case first. Let me, let, me, let me talk about both Whitlock and Candace Owens. I never liked Candace Owens. Nobody's going to convince me that Candace Owens looks out for our people. I remember the only time Candace Owens ever went on an actual real black platform was, I think it was Revolt Summit that P. Diddy had. And um, T.I. actually called her out. I want y'all to go back to, I know they got clips like like that all over the internet. Just look up T.I. and Candace Owens. Revolt Summit. 
and how T.I. literally called her out. I think she was saying America was great. And T.I.'s question was, when was America great? And, yeah, I want y'all to go look at that video because Candace Owens deserved it. Candace Owens is that one bootlicker that will find anything to keep the cash rolling in. Because apparently she used to be a straight lefty. But then when she realized the money that the right and people of her complexion was getting, she said, let me go ahead and jump on this money train. She was the Omarosa before Omarosa. I wouldn't be surprised that her and Omarosa are great friends or best friends. And she was schooling her on the game of like, hey, if you get on this Trump train, I'm telling you, it's going to be luxurious. But unfortunately, her mentor finally smelled the roses and realized that the gig is up. And was like, yeah, I effed up. And it's sad that a lot of the black conscious people are agreeing with what she's saying because y'all don't like the Democrat Party, which makes no absolute sense. None whatsoever. Oh, Candace always makes sense. But like they say, even the devil makes sense sometimes. If you look at all these uh, Christian type movies, the devil be telling you all your darkest secrets, releasing all the skeletons out your closet. They say the devil's a lie, but the devil be saying a lie true about yourself that you don't want nobody to know about. So spare me with, oh, yeah, she be making sense. But that's how she gets you. She going to tell you things that, yeah, that's true. That's right. And then she just go on the deep end. Like you got people like Rizzo. I'm like, I'm not going to go right because she's a sister. No, F that. If you are destroying the fabric of my life and the life of my people, you are, I'm, you're not considered a sister. You're going to get this work. How can you call yourself a black woman and then you disrespect black women? Now, a lot of people are going to sit there and say, well, he's, she's married to a white man. I'm not even going to put that up in there. I'm not even going to say that because what she do Behind closed doors in her household, that's none of my business. Whoever she's married to, that's none of my business. Who she's married to does not have nothing to do with the logic and the BS that spews out her mouth on a daily basis. Candace Owens knows what she's doing. If y'all want to see an actual menstrual show, she will be the headline act. Candace Owens should not have no defense from anybody in the black community. Don't sit there and say because she's a sister. And that's how she gets you, too, because she's black. Oh, she got a different of opinion. She, you know, she, she's an independent thinker. Bullshit. That's not independent thinking. Independent thinking is saying all the different things, what the left is saying and what the right is saying. Period. And to me, if you're an independent thinker, for me, because... Independent is a very loose term for me. That means that you basically teeter the fence. Meaning, one minute you could be for abortion, next minute you're against abortion. 
Whatever the wind carries you, that's where you go to. And that's when I hear about independent thinkers or free thinkers. What the fuck is free thinking? They're a free thinker. Everybody got free thinking. Nobody controls what you think. Some of y'all don't even have controls of your own damn minds. Some of y'all don't take the time to meditate and realize what the hell am I thinking? A lot of y'all do the action without even thinking. So she's a free thinker. Nobody's controlling her how she should think and how she should believe. Nobody or anybody in her shoes, which I'm going to be leaning to Whitlock in a little bit later. Candace Owens is a cancer. No, I'm not going to say she's a cancer. She's AIDS. She's full-blown AIDS of the black community. And the reason why she got a lot of people that don't look like us loving her is because she is saying all the things that they say quietly out loud. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people on the left that do the same thing, too. I'm not just going to say it's only on the right. The left does it, too. And I have a history of calling them out. But I'm here to say this, though. She's dangerous. And everybody needs to stop saying that she's a sister and she and she can think whatever she wants to think. Yes, she have every right to say what she, you know, can think. But when you say it out there on Jump Street, just like with me with the show, I deserve all the rocks and the roses thrown at me. And it's up to me to stand on what I said. Or if I need to take something back. And y'all know, if y'all been rocking with me the long way, y'all know when I'm wrong, I will come up on the show and I will say I was wrong. And I will fix what I was wrong. I will do my research and I will say I was wrong. Whatever, you know, I said, it was incorrect. I looked it up and it turns out to be true or it turned out to be wrong. But if I turn out to be right, I'm going to stand on it and I will let y'all know. Candace Owens does not have that. She don't. Candace Owens don't have no your best interest at hand. She's all about making that bag and creating all that controversy. And she said, what's the best way to make cash? Let me just go after my own people. Let me just say all the things that they know is true. And then I just weasel them in into what I really feel. And that's how she got her audience. That's why she stays relevant. That's why conservative PACs and conservative groups continue to pay her and why she keeps going to these conservative colleges to talk. And also, she got a show on one of the freaking right-wing um, websites right now. I think she's with the um, Daily Wire or something, or the Blaze, whatever. I don't, Honestly, I, I think she's with the Daily Wire. And that's why she got jobs like that that continues to pay and continues to keep her, keeps giving her a platform. This is how much I can't stand Candace Owens. If she was, had a flat tire in the middle of Seattle and it was raining and it was a puddle right there next to her, I will literally drive by on that puddle so the water can splash on her. 
And I will look back and I will laugh. And that would just be just my little bit of my revenge on how you have led our community, led the black woman and led black people in general astray. Trying to talk us down like you're not black yourself. Like if you don't see nothing wrong to your constituents, white constituents at that, that they're not going to put you in the place and make sure and let you know that you're nothing but a jigaboo. You ain't nothing but our freaking mammy to our kids, which is our agenda that you're pushing for us. That's all you is. But soon she will get her, as we call her nigga wake up call. It's coming. And I'm going to be here for it. Well, my uncle dearest um, bourbon. That I got actually I got a little bit left And I can't wait till that news come out And I would definitely do a show on it Celebrating Hold on let me get a sip But don't worry Her days are coming Her days are coming And y'all gonna come back on this show And say damn Morris predicted that He said that And I'm gonna be like you're damn right Which, I'm going to shift gears to Blubber himself, Mr. Jason Whitlock. As me, as a big fan of sci-fi horror of the 80s. Y'all remember that movie, The Blob? Now, I know a lot of old heads remember, like, the black and white version. I think it was in the 70s, 70s or 60s, where the first Blob, Beware of the Blob, the Blob, Blob, Blob. That corny-ass song. Freaking Woodlock will be a shoe in for the Blob 3. The trilogy to that movie. But it won't be him just killing and eating people. It's just him just running his mouth about black folks. Black athletes. About how they should just shut up and just play ball. And how LeBron James was just... He's a whiner and he's a complainer and that he shouldn't have no issue with being, you know, being harassed by races or racism shouldn't even involve him because he's rich. And that racism only is dealt with with the poor. Bold coming from you, Whitlock. And then you're going to sit there and talk about uh, Miss Leslie, who's uh, who's on SNL. Got the nerve. To call her ape after she made a viral video about the 4th of July saying that I don't feel like we celebrate not independence. It feel like we're celebrating that we're back in slavery again with all the rights being taken away from women. And soon more rights can be taken away from everybody else. This man is a failed sports commentator. Let me say that again. The man is a failed sports commentator. He used to work for Kansas City as a columnist. And then he got a job with uh, FS1 with him and uh, uh, who, who, who's that goddamn guy? I can't stand his ass either. Um, Kyle Hurd. And Kyle Hurd, he got fired from ESPN for making derogatory remarks. The reason why he got that job, number one, he's controversial. And number two, Kyle Hurd, he, he wouldn't have got the job once for Kyle Hurd. I guarantee Kyle Hurd actually put in a good word for him. 
And if you remember, speak for yourself was him and Cowherd. Even though Cowherd had his own show. Cowherd was the catalyst to Whitlock having his own show. Whitlock ain't did that shit by himself. The reason why Whitlock was considered or his name was just going in the circles before he got his his jobs was because he said derogatory commentary on all black athletes. Like what he said about Serena Williams. The crazy mess that he said about her. Saying that she looked like a man or some mess like that. This man, when he was on FS1, and then not to mention it's Fox 2. I mean, I know Fox Sports and Fox News are two separate entities, but they are under the same banter. Let's be clear and for real about that. This man on his show, I think the only thing I agreed with him was when he was talking about Ronda Rousey. But then he had to make the sucker political like the progressives, you know, they were supporting her. How y'all feel progressives? Y'all sitting there saying Ronda Rousey was his, you know, she's a tough athlete for being a woman and all that stuff. Even though I was the big Rousey, um, Ronda Rousey fan when she was in the UFC, I believe she was overrated. But I wouldn't go that far as making it a political thing because the progressives, yes, they did love Ronda Rousey, but that was none of my damn business. As well as it shouldn't have been your business. For somebody who says don't make everything political. And you literally made that political. Hmm. But I remember one show. Where Chris Broussard actually. He's, he's a uh, FS1 uh, columnist. And he was a guest on the show. And he was giving them the work. Giving him the work. And I was like, about damn time. About damn time somebody put this man's place. And I always say, when you're losing an argument is when you have to tell people what your position is and calling them names. That's when you know somebody lost an argument. And in this case, if y'all go to that... uh. If y'all go to that FS1 clip, speak for yourself, to that clip where Chris Bessard and Whitlock was going at it, he kept telling Chris Bessard, this is my show, this is my show. He's like, I know it's your show, but still, you're wrong. Now, I'm not a big Chris Bessard fan neither, but he gave Whitlock the work. I mean, he gave Whitlock the work so much, I think Whitlock lost 12 pounds on that segment alone. And if you go back, also, I think those was like, like the first part of those, um, of the season of those shows, he was in a fedora, the whole entire time. Like, dude, who who are you trying to mac? Who are you trying to get? A suit and a fedora. Now, I understand that you're trying to be different for anybody else, you know, with the suits and all that stuff, but a fedora. But then this man also, during his time with FS1, he will also will say, I'm not political. 
But he shows up on Fox News. And out of all people, he is on that Tucker Carlson show. I think he showed up on that show more than five times. More than five times. But he's not political. I'm independent. To me, when you say that you're independent, but talking right-leaning talking points, you are a conservative. It's not no you lean right, you're conser- um, you're a moderate right. No, you're 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 conservative. You're 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 right. You on the right. This man on his shows have never talked about anything that happened to black people. Um, Cause during his time, a lot of police brutality was going on and he never mentioned not one bit because he want to keep sports and freaking politics separate bullshit, man. Guess what? These players still have to go through these towns. They still have to feel the tenseness of everybody of the, of the town of that city. You just can't sit there and just play ball and pretend that outside the arena, outside that scope, The world is on fire. And this man just thinks because he has his own show that he can say these stupid things without getting his freaking ass dragged. Which I think is a test to anybody to drag his ass. But you know, I'm not body shaming. But in his case, I'm a body shame the F out of him. He has done a hindrance for sports, for the black columnists, to sports in general. He was that one slave in the um, in Massa's house that would tell Massa, "You, you, you, you know, um, LeBron, he, him, 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 and the rest of them about to plan." About to plan a, a revolt, boss. I'm going to tell you that, boss. He about to plan a revolt. And then go up in the face and sit there and go in front of the, um, the rest of the uh, the field slaves and sit there saying, look, look, I'm dressed just like Master Man. If, see, if you, if you just do what you told and do a good job and stop complaining, you probably could be up here with me. Dressing good, eating the scraps. Sometime master, he he made me a playoff all the food he didn't even make. And it'd be good. It's a be a good. He let me read and all that stuff. That's Whitlock. And just like Candace Owens, Owens he had handlers too. Cause I guarantee you those white producers, executive producers, um, the VP or whoever, how their chain command worked in um for that show were all smiles, shits, and giggles. Because they knew they was going to get their money out of this man. They knew that he was going to shake the hornet's nest. And they knew that the money going to come piling in, definitely with a lot of these sponsors that are conservative, conservative leaning. Um, I encourage y'all to look up these sponsors and see what side of the aisle that they really fall on. I don't get me wrong. You got some that fall on both sides of the aisle. But Manny Whitlock, he got right-leaning sponsorship. And it's just disgusting 
how this man gets a platform on national television spewing out his hate. And I never hear him praise any black athlete that thought differently from him. He only talked about black athletes that had the same mindset as he has. Now, as T.I. did with Candace, Roland Martin did the same thing with him. Y'all go to um, look up Roland Martin versus Whitlock. Well, I won't say versus, but Whitlock. Whitlock and Roland Martin. Roland Martin was, was giving them the work, giving them the three-piece. And one of Whitlock's things is he loved to overtalk people. Definitely if they got something against them. But I realized when Chris Bouchard wasn't coming to the show, he had the rest of his uh his rest of his panel and they they will submit while he continues to talk. But that also remind me of an episode where my boy uh Deontay Wilder when it was a second. It was a second fight. Second or first fight? I think it was. I think it was a second fight. Deontay Wilder and um, Tyson Fury. Where obviously we know that Deontay Wilder lost, and that's when Deontay Wilder had on like uh, some gear. He had on some um, had on a costume, and his interest to me was very iconic. Where they show all the. Um, different black icons. And these guys, rather than just talking about the fight, they was talking about how it was too black. How his whole entire presentation was too black. And I'm like, what? Like, how can you, which it was a good fight, even though I didn't, it was a lot of controversy in that fight anyway, but that's the only thing that got your attention. That's the only thing that you're going to talk about the fight. You're going to talk about this before the fight. It was too black. If you go back to that segment, that was half, that was literally almost half the segment of them talking about how he came out there with the black icons and how he had on that equipment just made it seem too black. And having the rest of the panel that are brothers agreeing with him when nobody stood up and said, yo, why that matters? I think Tyson Fury came out um, in the King's Chair, and he and it was a uh, American Pie. It was it was a uh, um, one of those songs he came out to. I could easily say he came out there, and that was too white for me. I could have made any type of assumptions like Tyson Fury represented white supremacy. I could have said that, but I know Tyson Fury is not like that. As much as I wanted Tyson Fury to lose, Tyson Fury, if y'all haven't followed this man on Instagram or looked up this man's story, this man has a story. 
from alcohol abuse to come back and become champion. That is remarkable. And to retire on top. That man deserves it. He deserved it. But see, in the same breath, I'm not going to pay him out to being a white supremacist when that man has a heart of gold. And I never met him before, but his freaking aura, every, every interview, every time this man talks, it's like he's right there with you having a conversation with you and that you can relate to that man and gravitate to that man. That is so far and few between that you can have with an athlete that you never met before, but you only see him on social media and TV. But for me to be disingenuous on a platform that is being shown by millions of people and say that this man was a symbol of white supremacy will be disingenuous and wrong on my part. So in that same respect, Deontay Wilder should have had that same respect too. The costume and his entrance should not bend the bulk of the fucking segment. But Jason Whitlock led that train. And when he gets called out, he plays victim. The same thing that he blamed LeBron James when he had his freaking, um, his garage door painted with nigger on it. Stop playing victim. But then when people drag your fat ass, now all of a sudden you're the victim. It's funny how that works. Let me demonize somebody for being a victim. But if it's happening to me, it's all fair. My issue's legit. And then also, Jason Woodlock is not that good when it comes to talking about sports. Like how he asked um, Kobe Bryant, rest his soul, one of the most dumbest questions. And Kobe, Le- and Kobe had to put him in his place like, wow, really? Look that up. This man is not even a respected sports analysis. He's not respected. He might as well just create a new niche in freaking tabloids, the sports tabloids. The Inquirer would love to have his services. He would literally corner a market up the sports gossip page. And he probably will make billions off it. So Whitlock, if you listen to this right now, I just gave you a new business idea. Why don't you work for the Inquirer and create a sports gossip page? A column. Maybe big enough for you to have your own show with the Inquirer or what other tabloid type of uh, magazine that's out there. But I know you ain't going to take it because you went on this other conservative sports analysis, whatever the fuck they want to call themselves, outkicked. What type of name is that? With the ultra conservative racist freaking um, owner and analysis is damn so. Let me look up this guy's name. Let me let me look. Let me look him up. 
Clay Travis, who is just as bad, just as horrible. I, I probably couldn't have a conversation with him about sports, even if it didn't even pertain to race. I probably would just knock this dude in the mouth. When he went on ESPN, I'm going a, I'm to a talk about this from a white guy's perspective. Like, what? How do you think ESPN got created? ESPN always came from a white man's perspective. Sports have always came from a white man's perspective. For a black man to get sports from his perspective, either he had to kiss ass or he had to freaking have to shake some feathers. Or the freak shake some feathers to get where he he or she needs to get to, to have that type of platform, to have that type of power, to have that freaking say. Or most of all, the network was lacking diversity. But see, for Whitlock, Whitlock is a shock jock to sports. He will say those things for two reasons. Number one, to get people like me to be like, oh, hell no, to get to react. And then two, to keep those uh, other folks in power, keeping a smile on their faces. So now I heard that now he's with the, with the blaze and that's perfect for him. I don't know if I'll kick merge with the blaze or whatever or he, he had the same issue oh yeah and when he got fired from fs1 that was a great day to me that was his uh nigga wake up call he just thought if i catch kept kept the controversial i could get the amount that i want and F- fs1 had to tell him like no nah, nigga we give you what we feel that you need we can find somebody else to do your job and that's exactly what happened. Even though he's saying well, we had a contract dispute. No. You just didn't like the terms that they gave you. You was enjoying those freaking uh, trinkets that they were giving you. And they found somebody that could do the same as that thing that you've been doing. And what's his name? Wiley or uh, something like that. And then he got that other one up on there too. I can't stand they said, instead of finding somebody to replace you, we got two. We got two of them. So why would we need you? So you got fired. Because you thought you was going to get more money like the big boys, like freaking uh, Skip Bayless or your homie Cowherd. You thought you was going to get that. Nah, I even think Shannon Sharp got more than you did. So Whitlock, you were fired. They got fired on your day off too. (laughs) So now he's with the blaze. You are in a place that you deserve to be. And just like the blaze, it's irrelevant unless you go on the right side. And I don't mean that literally. I mean the right side, the far right. Period. Only time that you're going to say something that's 
stupid is when somebody share that shit and it goes viral. Other than that, you are where you need to be. Entertain the people on the right that don't look like you. Because people like myself, we don't give a damn. Well, we do give a damn, but we don't give a damn that you're over there with the blaze as long as you keep doing that shit over there. Because go to the people that really going to support you because our asses don't. I know I don't. So you where you need to be. So now let's go to the next chop on the block. She's also another analyst, too, as well. She's the one that came up with the phrase, uh, shut up and dribble. Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram. She's that type of woman. You know what she is. But in the same breath, she will explain to you why she's like that and continues to do it. And sees nothing wrong with it. Meaning, if she called me a nigga, and I'm explaining to her how derogatory that term is, she would be like, well, it's for an ignorant person, and you're acting very ignorant right now. And you try to explain to her why you just called me ignorant then. But see, but that's, but no, but. Nigger is the definition. I mean, nigger is the word, and that's just the definition. I mean, it is describing that, what you're doing. And I'm like, that makes you racist. Does it? And continue to call people the N-word. That's her. She knows what she's doing. You can explain to her up and down. She will still try to explain why she is and does not take accountability and continues to do it. So I'm not only just going at Laura Ingram for what she said, LeBron James, but LeBron James actually turned that lemon into freaking lemonade. All thanks to her, even though I think LeBron James was being a little bit too modest and I don't know who she was. Oh, he knew who she was. But, you know, LeBron James, you know, he got to play the politics game, which I understand. But at the same time, he knew who she was. It's just like when Floyd Mayweather, just like when Floyd Mayweather was told, you know who Ronda Rousey is? And he was like, uh, I don't know who she is. He knew who she was. Like for anybody sitting there saying they don't know, know somebody, you know who they are. Sorry. I'm actually getting up, moving around because the sun is beaming my back, tearing me up. But you, you, know, you know who they are. You know exactly who they are. But the reason why I definitely cannot stand Laura Ingram is her commentary. She really do not like black folks she really does not like minorities she really do not like when she was when she had Tariq Nasheed on the show and I forgot how I forgot what they was talking about and she said something in the lines of well it's a it's about 
you know, getting a job. And Tariq was like, oh, you know, that song's coming out. And then she knew she got caught. And then she did the little flipping up, flipping up the freaking uh, pencil trick. And then she abruptly taking him off the freaking uh, air. But I encourage y'all to look at that clip and tell me what y'all think. Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram, too, she's very dangerous, too. And her commentary when it comes to what's going on with the January 6th committee is just it's laughable, but at the same time, it's expected. How she sitting there was, like, making fun of one of the committee members of, like, oh, you can't call the man a, a – I forgot what she said. Um, one, of, uh, I, I forgot. But she was making fun of the woman because she couldn't – and I, I don't think the uh, committee member had issues saying the person's name. Key witnesses. She was like, well, she couldn't say a key witness. And I was like, I don't see what the issue is. I mean, she mentioned the person by name, had no issues. And playing this off, like, this whole entire committee and what they're doing is not dropping bombs on what happened on January 6th. And she's one of the other folks that believe that the freaking January 6th, she, she believed that it never happened. She was also one of the trumpeters. I think she was one of the ones that uh, sent a, a text message to Trump saying, this need to stop. But now all of a sudden, oh, it wasn't nothing. That's Laura Ingram for y'all. And how she had the talking points of all the white men over there at Fox News. And I heard, heard nothing. I, I heard nothing positive when it came to about women's rights. Nothing. Just as long as she keep all those white men and all those white sponsors happy, that's all that matters to her. She's been having this trait ever since her career got started. She know what the money is. Not only the money, this is what she really believes. And for anybody that looks like me, that goes on this show and agrees with her is scary to me. Not the person going on the show, but her. Because that boosts her freaking um, agenda out there saying, like, look, I understand what everybody's saying. You know, we got one good one. But she is continuing on that trait of the Sean Hannity's of the world, of, of Bill O'Reilly, Mr. Can't Keep My Hands to Myself, and then also Tucker Carlson. Her and Tucker Carlson are the two punch right there for the night news. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you she's used as an example when you got a, a man and a woman arguing over women's rights. Will be she will be used as an example of look. See, Laura Ingram, she's a woman. Look at what she's doing. This is what she said about women's rights and how you know how abortion is wrong and all that stuff. Like she said, if I continue just to abuse, you know, women and 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 if they and if they don't fall in line with their man, I'm gonna keep pushing this uh narrative. 
And like she forgets that she's not a woman herself. But since I'm making all these white men happy, why should I care? It's basically what she does on her show on a daily basis. On a daily basis. None of the things that she said is informative. None of the things that she says is going to make anybody lies better. She pushed a propaganda out there while she's sitting there saying that the Democrats has a propaganda going on and she can't even go in full detail of what? It's the recycled talking points that they have over there called Fox News and she just uses them. She fabricated to the way that she wants to but it's the same damn thing. She should not even be considered a journalist. Or a columnist or an analyst. She's a propagandist. Straight up propagandist. Please tell me what have this woman said that changed the world for good? Not just for one side, but for the whole world. What has she said that was informative that is not a conspiracy theory? She's the female version of Tucker Carlson. Tell me that you're a white supremacist without telling me you're a white supremacist. If that was a person, that would be her. And Tucker Carlson, but since we're talking about her, she will have her picture right there with countless others. I mean, you might as well put the whole primetime lineup of Fox. That's them. And she will be the lead dog. And she probably will be one of a few women that I picture that will be a, have their pictures right there. And since it's majority men, the women going to be last. <laughs> the old Fox News way. But I cannot wait to the day. Because it's going to happen. Well, Laura Ingram going to have to answer to all the sins that she's committed. And I'm not even a Christian. I'm saying that. Because eventually, if you do dirt, you're going to get that dirt back in return. It happened to Bill O'Reilly. Sean Handy's coming up real soon. Tucker Carson, I think he is coming soon enough. But riddle me this. Just like with Candace Owens and just like with Jason Whitlock, if she says the wrong thing, how long do you think she's going to last up there at Fox News? I mean, it's a legit question. How long do you think she's going to last? You can only tap dance so much for the white man, as I say in my, um, my, vis- my invisible quotations with my fingers. Because just like Candace Owens and Jason Whitlock, only thing that she got over them is she's white. But other than that, she's still a woman. 
So why she shucking and jiving, even though she's not on the same same stage as Whitlock and uh and Candace Owens, because they they on the black side, black side of the stage. Why she's on the big grand side of the stage, on the main stage, when she's sitting there shucking and jiving, and she missed a step. How long will it take Fox News, those white men, to pull off the stage and replace her with the new one? Because trust me, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they already got somebody lined up to take her spot. Just like what they did with freaking uh, Whitlock. You don't think they got somebody in line at the Ingram? So Ingram's job is to stay controversial. Stay on code, keep it white supremacy isk. White supremacy isk, even though it's not a word, but y'all, y'all get what I'm saying. It's like that potato salad. She putting the raisins and the freaking walnuts up and pe- pecan pecan nuts up in there, and still try to call it potato salad. That's all she's doing. That's all she's doing. And the reason why she get all the ratings that she does is not because, oh, Fox News, you know, they're number one in ratings. The reason why they're number one because majority of the people that watch their show is scared white racist folks. I wish I would have taken a picture for what I'm about to say. When I was in Hawkinsville, Kentucky, and I was shopping in their Walmart. Now, Walmart's, you know, they had like a McDonald's or a Subway up in there. This one had a Burger King. And, you know, they had their little TV screens of like, you know, showing news or showing, uh, you know, sports or whatever. They had Fox News. And this man. It was a freaking table set right directly in front of the TV, sitting at that table, glued to Fox News enjoying his Whopper. Now, I've been to a lot of places that show news. Um, The gyms, um, the airports. And I've never seen anybody glued watching the tv screen as much as that person was and i said boom that's why fox news is popular that's why fox news is number one it's not number one because they keep america informed they say america's newsroom no 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 you mean white america's newsroom and laura ingram is right there at the front line they needed a woman on the primetime lineup to sit there and say, look, we're not misogynists. We love our women. We know we have women out there that's conservative too, that believe the same values. So here we go. Diversity. And she just does not know that she's just another pawn in the game. Period. 
So for y'all who watching Laura Ingram, she is nothing but a propagandist. She don't make no sense. She's just talking the same talking points that's been used and recycled through the years of Fox News. Only difference is she's a woman that's doing it. And if you think she's a truther, as this word keeps being spread around, if you think she's a truther, maybe you're just a problem your damn self. And all the issues and problems that you say that the country has, you might want to look yourself in the mirror and realize that you are that problem. Period. Wasn't expecting to, to talk about her long but i saved the best for last marjorie taylor green i truly hate her she is that white woman that the pro-black movement the black conscious um side warned us about She's a representation of that woman that got Emmett Till killed. She's the one that probably fetishizes of having sex with a black man. And then in the broad daylight, want him executed and say rape. That's Marjorie Taylor Greene for me. She is that type of white woman. That is that. But the issue is with the black conscience, when they describe women like Marjorie Taylor Greene, they think it's all white women, which is not. It's just women like her. Not to mention she is from Georgia, from the South, where they are notorious down there for that. And for her to get in office, to be in a position of power, it's downright scary. And all the stuff that she is saying is just white supremacist vibes. And the freaking media still give this woman a platform. I understand this is what wrong looks looks like, but you going to indoctrinate the impressionable minds out there that thinks like her, that looks like her, that believes the same things that she's saying and going to be like, yeah, she's right. She's correct. We need to defend her at all costs and all that stuff. She, she's doing other things that all the other congressmen and women not doing. What she's doing the same exact thing as all those other politicians are doing. Period. Marjorie Taylor, now don't get me wrong, there's a lot of Republicans and then also a handful of Democrats that you can just look at them, you can just smell the racism off. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, you could just look at her in her face. Every time I see a video or a picture of her, It looked like she's about to say the N-word with the hard ER. Or use a derogatory term for Hispanics. 
derogatory term for Jews. Like she just says it and she means it. If she had it her way, anybody that's a different race from her, she would have tied the would have got the clan and probably would have hung them from a tree and she probably would have sat there and looked and smiled. She's a representation of those people back in the 50s and 60s and 70s that sit there and watch black people get hung, sat there and had meals, sandwiches, sitting there with their kids while black people being hung or being tortured or being burned and would sit there and watch like it's a sporting event. That's Marjorie Taylor Greene. This woman has literally sitting there saying that her freedom of speech has been taken. They try to silence her, saying all these conspiracy theories that has no merit, no backbone, no nothing. But we still give this woman a goddamn platform, still keep this woman in the damn seat where you can. People don't look. Here's another specific thing for y'all that y'all don't understand. You know that she can get impeached, too, as well. It's not only just the president. She can lose her seat. Freaking the House can vote a member out of their seat. Did y'all know that? By unanimous decision, they can eliminate her from her seat, but nothing has been done. Nothing. Yes, they they took off all the committees and all that stuff, which, which was great. But this woman here is an entitled white woman, racist white woman, who people have to remind her that she needs to look herself in the damn mirror and realize that she's a woman. And that Trump is no longer president. He lost the election. The election was fair. And I'm surprised that they do not have, they subpoena her ass because she tried to get a freaking pardon from then President Trump. And I'm so surprised that this comedian did not have her ass right there. Her and freaking Matt Gates, who can't keep his hands off of young girls. And it's funny, they're the best of friends. She lied under oath when she was called back down <laughs> in her district. And I think the Supreme Court didn't do anything about um, relinquishing her of her seat. She still, because they were trying to get her off the ballot, but since that's a heavily Republican area, that's not going to happen. And I think she's running come this November. And I hope she lose. Because y'all didn't know she ran on the polls. That's why she got her seat so easy. But this woman. To me. She is like. The female version 
a strong Thurman. Strong Thurman with a touch of gold water. It's scary that I say that. Because those were the most two powerful, most racist men that were ever in Congress. Now, I'm not saying that they were the only ones. There probably were many that either I their names not coming to my mind or we don't even talk about. But think about that. She told a British reporter, if you don't like, I'm paraphrasing, because the line question that she was getting, because she was saying that, I think it was about gun violence, and she said that we don't have that in the UK, where she's like, well, you need to just go over there to the UK. Like, what? And then they got this pack, America First. I wonder how many uh, HBCUs did they go to to talk to, or how many black communities or how many Hispanic communities did they go to to talk to them? How many? No, they still go to the regular, regular old white farmers, um, to all these rural white areas. You forgot there are black conservatives, Hispanic conservatives, LGBTQ conservatives, which I, I find that shocking and hard to believe, but they're out there. All the things that she's against, they're Republicans too, and they have a right to hear the America first because when you only go into white rural areas and then all of a sudden you see a Hispanic, you see a LGBTQ or, or, or black person at these uh, rallies does not mean that you're down. Does not mean any goddamn thing. It means that for me who lived in a rural area, they just went along just to get along. It ain't like you touch the soul of black people like, oh, look, I'm not racist. This black person's here or I'm not homophobic. I got an LGBTQ person that's right here that came to the freaking convention and they listened to us. Realize, read the room. Majority of that room is full of white people. Because those white people, just like what you would do, Marjorie um, Taylor Greene, would smile on their face. And if they continue to say the things that you like, you will invite them to go over your house, have a meal, um, cigar, cigarette, whatever, talk gossip or whatever, until they start saying things you don't like. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, her day's going to come. And hopefully, with the findings of January 6th, that everybody, including her, get their just due. And I'm going to wrap this up by saying this about everybody that I just talked about. Because they're not the only ones, but these are the people that are top of my list that I just hate. We need to stop saying everybody has an opinion and we should listen to them. Stop that bullshit. I have always said, and I'm going to say it again, not everybody deserves to be sitting at a table. Sitting at the table, a table. I don't care what you think. Definitely if it's not a critical thinking, common sense using 
thought. You should not allow these people to run their damn minds like that old saying goes. Some things are better left unsaid. Because if we lie everybody, if we have to respect everybody's damn opinion, realize I said opinion. Well, let me take that back. We do allow everybody to have a damn opinion. Look at how fucked the world is now. Where we got Marjorie Taylor, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene in positions of power. This is what happens when you allow everybody just to say how they feel. Because if we regulate and check people for their white supremacist ways, for their freaking racist ways, prejudice ways, at jump, we wouldn't have this issue. Putting up the requirements of sitting at this table. Common sense, critical thinking, logic, logical educational i'm not sitting there saying you gotta have a bachelor degree or nothing like that because even the freaking most homeless person could be the most intelligent person that you can have a conversation with but to have conspiracy theories be an agenda that everybody hears every day and that is something that we should worry ourselves with that's when that becomes a problem and most of all accountability Definitely when it comes out your mouth and you get called out on it and now all of a sudden you misconstrue what I said. No, it came out your mouth perfectly. We heard what you said. We don't think you heard what you said, but you said it and had you on video saying these things and you sitting there want to run back and sit there saying you're taking out of context. How about this? If you don't want to be taken out of context, if you don't want the freaking rocks and the roses being thrown at you, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. And it's not only just go for these cats, but it also goes for anybody. If you don't like people coming at you because of your views and all this stuff, then shut the fuck up. Because all the things that you say out there on Jump Street, once again, you deserve the rocks as well as the roses being thrown at you. Because you're going to have half the people that understands what you're saying to the other half that just don't understand what you're saying. So if you don't like the scrutiny, then shut your ass up. And I don't see Marjorie Taylor Greene winning in her next election. I don't give a damn what the polls say. I don't care if the polls said that her opponent is winning by this amount or if Marjorie Taylor Greene is winning by this amount. She's going to lose, and I'm calling it. And I am calling it. And I'm going to start having a little segment about people that i truly hate and it's majority dealing with politics so i'm probably gonna start a series with this but other than that enough of me (laughs) um once again i'd like to thank everybody for uh, um downloading and listening to the show thank y'all so very 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 much um um for downloading the show like i said almost 200 i'm probably gonna check now it's probably over 200 so once again thank you but please subscribe listen to me subscribe once again subscribe to the show um so you can get so when i post up um, new content that you will be jumping right on it 
as well as I'm be working on it um, exclusive content very soon. So um, watch out for that too as well. But other than that, this has been the Elamonte Show Report. I have been your host, Donnell Elamonte Moore. Oh my gosh, it has been real. And I mean that. It's been real. I once again like to thank y'all. Y'all have a good one. I'm outro. Catch y'all later. <laughs>